Hello, and welcome to the Table and Well podcast. I'm Tennyson. And I'm Janelle. Thank you for joining us as we discuss topics and give practical tools that help you live, grow, and be in healthy, joy-filled relationship with God, yourself, and others. For more information and resources, or if you're looking for coaching, connection, and community, please visit tableandwellco.com. We hope you enjoy this podcast. Welcome, and thank you for joining us on the Table and Well podcast. This is episode 13. Like always, please subscribe to our podcast on your favorite listening platform. Uh, Today is going to be part two of the adult stage of maturity. And what we're going to talk about today are the needs and the importance of same gender relationships and groups in this stage of adulthood. You know, in our last episode, we talked about the young adults and we talked about the three major things that are hugely important to them, which would be relationships, power, and truth. Um, and just the journey that they're on in that. And because of that journey, healthy same gender relationships and groups are so important. If you just look around, you can see that if, well, if you know any little boys, they want to be called men. At some point in their life, they want to be called a man. But really, they want to be called a man by their father and recognize that by their dad or by other men that are important in their lives. And the same thing goes for little girls. If you look around, little girls want to be women. They do when they play. They're playing with dolls. They want to be moms. They want to do those things. And they, But the only way that they can become a woman is to see what it looks like to be a woman. And it has to be called out by other women. And in that same way, only mature men can call boys into manhood. So let's listen to part two of the adult stage of maturity. So let's talk about the adult stage needs. So remember, in every stage, there's needs, um, which means I have a need that I need my community or caregivers to help me meet. Mm -hmm. uh, So I need to receive from them in some area and I need them to show up for me. And then there's tasks. So then there's things that I'm responsible for doing in order for this to work. It's a cyclical thing. You could have a community that's giving a ton to you and you're not receiving. doesn't work out. Or you could have you could be super open to receiving and not having a community to give it to you. It's not going to work. You need both. You need both. So if you're looking at this, so we have the adult stage needs. So you have uh, time to bond with peers uh, and form group identity. So we talked about that again with relationships. It's that um, you just need to have people that you bond with and spend time with them. And so you can develop that group identity. Who mm-hmm. are we? Yep. Um, They need to be given important tasks by their community. So this comes back to the power piece that um, by the time you're 13, you should be having a a role in your community, not just a receiving role. And we were talking about this the other day about um, how the church used to be structured a little bit different and how self-centered our young adults still continue to be and how we set them up for that. So for instance, um, Society would say, let's say that there was a um, fundraiser at your church mm. for someone who's battling cancer. Let's mm-hmm. just use that as an example. Well, Johnny has uh, basketball practice. He could never not go to back- basketball practice and come and serve instead and help cook food for the fundraiser. Like we would never ask Johnny to do that, right? Because Johnny's sports are the most important thing in his whole life. Mm, not really. There's a bigger community outside of yeah. Johnny that he needs to learn how to be a part of and have an opportunity to be a part of. Yeah. Um, what does it look like? And because really this adult stage, these are the people who change the world. Yes. Because by the time you make it to adulthood, 
you're busy or but not adulthood, parenthood, yeah. you're busy all over again. Like yep. you've got responsibility back in your own lap, in your own house, mm-hmm. and you can't go change the world anymore. So if we're if we're wasting that might be a little bit of a strong word, but now I'm getting a little direct and blunt. But if we're wasting five years of our kids' adulthood and not thinking that adulthood starts until 18 mm-hmm. and not developing those skills between the t- ages of 13 and 18, and we're saying, okay, everything's still about you right now between 13 and 18. It's not about the bigger community. We're cheating our kids. We're cheating kids, yeah. And... um and we're setting them up for failure because then they're behind the eight ball. Then mm-hmm. they kind of get lumped out and to, into life and they're not ready to take care of anybody but themselves. They've right. not practiced with you. They've not practiced in a community um, when their brain was even ready to. Yeah. And again, I'm not, and we're not saying that like anytime something comes up, you take them out of a right. sport or you take them out of something that they love to do because that's also helped them build identity. It helped build group right, belonging. Group belonging right. But again, there are some things that are just bigger than themselves and bigger than the activity that they're in. And those are times when as parents, we have to step in and partner with our kids and say, okay, look, I understand that this is going on right now in your life. And I know how important that is to you, but in the grand scheme of things, this is really what's important. And so as a family, we're going to go do this. Right. Yep. And I think too, if you have kids in this age group that are dreaming of doing something big and crazy in the world, do it, do it, like challenge them to do it. If it is about others and not just self-centered, encourage them to do it. They really are behaving appropriately and they're, they're living off of what in the stage that the Lord has desired them to be living in. Yeah. The Lord wants them to change the world at this age and is giving them the ability to do it. Now, 13 year old is missing a lot of just world life knowledge. They can't do it alone, but um, empowering them to do it is a huge gift. Yeah. It's awesome. Also, too, they just need opportunities to share life and partnership. Mm-hmm. So it's part, it's that same thing. You know, we're going to do this together. We're going to partner together. We're going to make this happen and, and learn how to be a partner and a team player and things mm-hmm. like that. Um, they also learn, they need to know, the need is to know how to be a man or to be a woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're going to soapbox on this a little bit yeah, because we, we had such great conversation about this as we were preparing this lesson and what, how much it's missing in our society today. Um, there, there's a lot of language in our lesson about um, same gender, having an opportunity to be in relationship in a group of the same gender and how same gender identity is so important at this stage Yeah, because it's not just about learning how to adult, you know, it's yeah. not learning how to, how do I pay my bills? How right. do I survive on my own? Get up and go to work every day. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's more than that, but it's, it's how, what does it look like for me to be a woman? How yeah. do I know what it looks like for me to be a woman? Yeah. How do you know what it looks like to be a man? Cause that's different mm-hmm. than just being an adult. an adult. Yeah. Yeah. That's totally different. And so <laughs> in the different roles that we play as, um, as men and women, mm-hmm. I mean, in the roles that, um, you know, there's brother, there's friend, servant there's different roles that we play and so how do we do that and so being able to have someone teach us that that's a need that we have so when we do become parents we can begin to teach those things to our kids right and And two we're not flailing through life yeah um i would say for me not having a mom my mom passed away when i was a teenager so and was was absent for much of my childhood um 
I didn't know what it looked like to be a woman. I had no idea because I did not really have a same gender community to teach me what it looked like to be a woman. I knew what it was like to be an adult. I could adult all day. I, I had worked since I was 12. Uh, that wasn't the problem, but I struggled for a really long time to know and be comfortable with me as a woman, which also brought some challenge into our marriage yeah. because I had been raised by a single dad. And so I knew what it was to adult. He had taught me great work ethic. He had taught me a lot about adulting. Um, but I, I, I learned kind of how to be a guy. Like I learned how to be a man, which mm-hmm. sounds funny, but that was my model. That was the one that I was patterning myself off of. And it created a pretty big challenge yeah. for us. Yeah, absolutely. It did. Um, and for me, it was, I, I didn't, I mean, my dad is still alive and I love my dad. It just, my parents got divorced when I was young. And so he was in, he moved to Lansing. And so, um, I didn't have anyone in my life really that I could model being a man after. Mm-hmm. Um, even that, I mean, I had great youth pastors, but still there wasn't anyone that like, was like, Hey, I'm hey, a man. I'm a man. This is how we do things. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take you under my wing. I'm going to mentor you. I'm going to grow you in these things of manhood. Yeah. I didn't have any of that. And so it, again, huge challenges in our, in our life because I, I didn't know any better and I didn't know. I didn't, I just didn't know. Yeah. And so, so there we sat, right. Yeah. Married super young in a relationship where I was a really great man. And, and so many ways he had modeled after his mom, mom yeah. who was a wonderful woman, but role reversal. Right. So that was awkward. Yeah, it was. And, and I was feeling very uncovered and he was feeling very mothered, even though I was behaving like, it was just, it was, it was just a mess. And so it took, it took us a long time and we kept looking at ourselves and saying, you know, this isn't quite right yeah. because I'm definitely much more of like in the man role naturally. And you're definitely much more in the female role or woman role naturally. Like what's up with that? And I don't think we knew even until now. And, and I was, as you were talking about your youth pastors, I think this is, this goes back to what we talked about earlier about spiritual maturity and emotional maturity. Yep. So in, so your youth pastors were very busy about your spiritual maturity. Oh, absolutely. That's what they were devoting their lives to was making mm-hmm. sure that you grew spiritually. Yep. And I but, did, but that was your only access to men. Yeah. At that time mm-hmm. and in church as well. Right. Yep. Like we can get caught up in thinking, well, my job here with my, the people I go to church with as an elder or whatever is to help grow people mature in spiritual maturity. But what you really, really needed was somebody to model manhood for you. Yeah. Absolutely. And what I needed was somebody to model womanhood, womanhood. for yeah. me. I mean, I had great baseball coaches and you know, they were same thing, but there was no, there was no one person mm-hmm. that said, I see you and this is what a man is. And let me go. I'm going to take you on this ride with me. Yeah. And I didn't have that. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Yeah. And I think that still exists today uh, in our society. So um, we won't be able to get into roles and we'll probably end up teaching another lesson on this. But but as in in this adult stage, you should be learning how to um, blend roles. And we're getting off a little bit on a tangent, but I think this fits here. Yeah. So when we talk about what does it look like to be a man or what does it look like to be a woman and needing from your community someone to teach you how to do that? Uh, there, the roles would look like this. So I need to learn how to be a child. Mm-hmm. I need to learn how to be a friend. I need to learn how to be a sister or a brother. And I think this one is not just about learning how to be a sibling. It's the same kind yeah. of thing of like just learning how to be an adult. But for me, I had a brother. I didn't have any sisters. I didn't, I wasn't raised around 
females. Mm -hmm. So then I got into like high school and all this stuff and all the girls are undressing in front of each other. And I was like mortified because I had no female relationships that I knew what was normal. Um, So even learning how to sister and how to get along with other females Mm -hmm. was petrifying for me Yeah, for probably (laughs) 30 years Um, because I didn't teach. I didn't, I didn't know what I felt so awkward in my own little, in my female skin because Mm -hmm. I didn't know what it was like to be even a sister. I just, that's interesting. I think about that too, because like for me, so I have two younger brothers and so, but they're also four and six years younger than me. So we didn't hang out together the older I got. And so mm-hmm. if I even looking, thinking back when I was in youth group and even now it's like, I've always had this big brother protection type thing where you need something, come to me, we can talk, I'll listen, I'll be there for you. But I never had that peer to peer brother hang out same age, one year apart, two year apart. Mm-hmm. And we're just going to go wrestle in the backyard or we're going to go, you know, have those deep conversations of that brothers have when, you know, you're going through things. And so it made vulnerability really hard for me because I didn't know how to open up to other guys. I could open up to girls real easy and listen because mm-hmm. I'm always, I was always listening, but it, it made it very difficult for me mm-hmm. to have true relationship with other men. Yeah. And, and that, other guys. Yeah. And that's such a critical thing. I would yeah. say both of us really struggled with identity because we didn't know how to fit with our own yeah. gender groups. Yeah, very true. Yeah. Um, okay, so other roles that to function in as a leader. What does it look like to be a man and a leader? What yeah. does it look like to be a woman and, and a, a leader? leader? Yeah. Uh, a spiritual leader. What does it look like as a man to lead spiritually? And what does it look like as a woman to lead spiritually? Mm-hmm. Uh, and a warrior. So this one's interesting. Um I, we were talking about this last night and a, and a male warrior, we've all seen movies and we can all picture male warriors. Um, we can also picture female warriors and, uh, the, the mama bear, the, the lioness, um, that it's important that we learn those roles as well. Mm -hmm. And then also how to be a servant and how to serve well, how to deny ourselves and, um, and come alongside others. So the trick is, and, and then we're going to go back to the the needs because these are tasks of an adult yeah. um, is to take these roles and not only function in them and the mm-hmm. community should be providing opportunity for us to do this, but also how to blend them together. Yeah. It, it doesn't work out so good if you show up in a brother situation and you are determined to be the leader or right. the warrior or the warrior. Yeah. <laughs> Or even the servant, right? Like right, if you yeah. show up to a peer group where everyone is supposed to be equal and, and, you, and in a brotherly you situation. you put yourself under them, mm-hmm. that's uncomfortable. That doesn't right. work. Yeah. Or you walk into a situation um, when, when you need to be a leader, but you walk in as a brother. Now right. you've got no one leading. Right. Mm-hmm. And nothing gets done. So yeah. it's understanding how to blend those roles together, how to be all those things. Yep. Um, and at the appropriate time, at times. the appropriate time, and yep. even sometimes at the same time, right? And you depending have to in, within a, within a group, there may be times where you have to step up and be the warrior in that group, mm-hmm. and then you may need to be that spiritual leader, and then sometimes you just need to be a friend and just shut up and listen, right? And so it's just being able to operate in all those roles at the same time. Yep. So let's go back for a minute, back up to the adult stage needs. So one of the interesting pieces of conversation is a rite of passage. And one of the things that we have come to just really understand is that what's missing in our culture today 
is that rite of passage to mm-hmm. say you have shifted from being a child yep. into now shifting into being an adult. And we're going to commit to teaching you yes. how to not just be an adult, but how to be a man or how, or to, how be to be a, a woman. woman. Yeah, because only men, only other men can call manhood out of someone. Mm-hmm. And only other women can bestow womanhood onto a girl. Right. So it has to happen that way. Um, and so that, it just, it it's important. Yeah. And, and it's just very important. I think what we've done in our society is we have made the wedding ceremony. Right. The closest thing to, to a, rite a rite of passage. passage that we have. Like, okay, you've yeah. moved out of the stage of singleness into a stage of, of partnership, which is good. But, um, but, there, but there's not really merit. Like the concept would be that other married people would come and walk beside you in mm-hmm. marriage and continue to train you in that. And instead it's like, yay, you're one of us. You're one of us. Good luck with that, you know. Um, So, so yeah, we would love to see and have conversation about what it would look like to revive the rite of passage into our culture. You've been listening to the Table and Well podcast. New episodes stream every Tuesday. Please subscribe on your favorite streaming service.